All right, guys, I'm here with Gail Banks at Diesel Power Challenge. Gail, I had no idea you were showing up until I literally got here at the show. I think maybe Monday or Tuesday, one of the guys mentioned it to me. This yeah. is your, yeah. your first time coming to Diesel Power Challenge. It is the first time. That's awesome, man. Well, well congratulations. Thanks for being here. You're uh, I know you guys have been a big part of the show and, and a new portion of the competition. I'm excited to talk about it. Now, listeners, we, we did talk to Chris uh, Otani about this. Yes. He did a great yeah. job going through everything. I thought, hey, while we have the guy here who's behind it, let's get Gail on the show. Tell us a little bit about Mad and Bad and why we're digging into it. Yeah. yeah really, engines thrive on air density. Uh, they pump cubic feet per minute. Every revolution of the crankcase, uh, crankshaft, I'm sorry, every revolution of the crankshaft, the engine pumps half of its volume into the cylinders. So if you look at a lot of the engines that are running here today and this week, they're pumping anywhere from about 355 cubic feet per minute through the engine up to close to 500. Guys that turn them faster uh, pump more air. Power is made by the weight of the air they pump. Okay. The, the mass. The, we look at it uh, as pounds of air per thousand cubic feet. So the air here uh, is around 60 pounds per thousand cubic feet. Down at sea level, it's more like 72 pounds. Oh, wow. There's guys here. One of the guys, which I'll announce later when we do the awards, um, is multiplying the air density 6.7 times. Wow. So if he had no turbos versus his turbo and intercooler system, no turbos, he's making 6.7 times more power than he would be making without turbos. That's crazy. Mind-blowing good numbers up here. <laughs> so you start with ambient air density, you inhale a, enough of the ambient air and compress it with the turbocharging or supercharging, whatever you're doing. Everybody here is single or twin turboed, compounded. Then you intercool it. So I've been developing engines for 60 years. This, I'm actually in my 61st year in business. <laughs> Congratulations, so, thank by you. the way. Thank you. And I've been using density because World War II, and, and oh, by the way, today is the sixth normandy normandy right and those guys are in france yep and i'm thinking about them because what came out of world war ii the technology turbocharging came of age during world war ii a lot of our bombers a lot of our fighters were turbocharged get above the flak as best you can you know sure so all i'm saying is it's all about air density they, they're way up high, and they need more pounds of air per cubic foot they pump through the engine. That's what you mix the fuel with to make the power. Yeah. You don't read that on a boost gauge. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of, we've been, we've been doing this density calculation for years, decades. And we, we develop turbochargers that way. We, we develop intercoolers that way. Now, I just wanted to make a version I could use uh, testing on the street, testing on the chassis dyno, testing on the engine dyno. And what we've come up with is what we call the I-Data Monster. 
This little critter goes in a two-inch gauge hole, and it day logs up to 100 channels. Yeah. And it does it at 20 samples a second if you want to want to go there. Uh, and it will do it for days. You know, it's got rights to a micro SD card. This has all the information, not just to develop turbocharging, intercooling, or the complete engine. This has the information. Right now, I'm trying to kill an L5P. And I'm yeah, doing a video series called yeah. Killing, a, Killing a Duramax. And I'm looking at how well does the cooling system work as I go more and more power? How well does the uh, jacket water and, and engine oil cooling work? Where am I at with all these other systems? How, how's it, how about the oil pump? Is it adequate? Right. Do I have enough water pump? All of these things. I, I don't want to kill the engine because I'm ignorant of all these other things. I want to find the actual physical limit of the engine intelligently. Right. So, and I'm hoping it's way the hell up there because <laughs> I want to make a marine engine out of this L5P. We, we make L5P engines, L5P-based engines, which, which are at the Duramax engine plant. They're called Banks engines because they have a lot of our parts, which we, we ship into the plant. Okay. And, and they assemble the bank's long engine, ship it to California, and we put another 230-some parts on it, including oh, wow. the turbocharging and, you know, the all the uh, engine management. And the, we have our own uh, ECU, our own engine control module sure, that sure. supports them. And, and we've done about 6,500 of those engines now for Oshkosh Truck. Uh, for the joint light tactical vehicle, the vehicle that replaces the Humvee. Yeah, the Jolt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, you're using, jo you're using Jolt. <laughs> well, I started calling the, that thing the Jolt because there's no name, and you're using Jolt. <laughs> well, it, I remember we talked about it right before you guys had started production, so that's actually probably Well, that's the years ago time, now. I know, that, yeah. and, and that was the last time that we had a chance to sit down and talk about the project, and back then it was just getting rolling. The first ones were just coming off of, the, off of your guys' line right. with the finished product getting ready to ship, so it's a amazing to hear that this ramp up period of you guys getting into that program um how much did did mad and bad play into your design on on that engine hugely on the hugely uh the charge charge air cooling is provided by a vendor of oshkosh it had to meet our standards you know we we went through all of that the turbocharger we manage the turbocharger on the engine with our ecu it's a borg warner uh, and a pretty fine piece, I'll tell you that. But we had to reconfigure the uh, controller on the turbocharger to speak our CAN bus. You know, we, we sure. our ECU uh, speaks military CAN bus, marine CAN bus, heavy duty truck CAN bus. It's all the same. Right. Uh, farm tractor CAN bus. That's what we wanted to speak, but that controller... Uh, didn't recognize it because <laughs> it's GM local area network, what's called GM LAN. So we had to, uh, on the communication layer of the software in that actuator on the turbo, we had to work with Borg Warner to get our architecture in that layer. Yeah. So. So do they just open up and say, okay, here's the program, here's the software, like have at it? Some guys, uh, some guys will do that. They'll, we. 
sign all kinds of non-disclosure agreements all the time. Uh, but some some guys won't, you know, I call it pulling your dress up. They won't pull their dress up far enough for for us to make any any headway whatsoever. So so we turn around and and uh, you know if they if you want to keep things secret, then they do it. We tell them what we want done. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It varies. There's a, there's a lot of ways to get the project done. So on some of the stuff, it's, man, we've hey, explored. You know, Oshkosh. We've been in communication with Oshkosh since 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah, long time. GM asked us to consider repping the Duramax worldwide. They put them in pickup trucks, we, we get everything else. And we landed the biggest comp- possible contract, but it took us years. Yeah. Wow. So, Absolutely. Well, so hey, congrats we, on it. You guys are, are kicking ass you. with it. Thank you. Uh, I'm proud to do it, and I'm proud... That, that we get California, a bit of California off-road Baja technology is in that suspension. <laughs> they did it. They call it the TAC-4. And it, yeah. You know, but it's a trophy truck. It's a military trophy truck. It's got 20 inches of suspension travel. Jesus. Yeah. It'll go through ter- terrain where a, a, a Humvee might do it at 7 or 8 miles an hour and bounce you out of the seat. It'll yeah. motor through at 30, 35 miles an hour. It's just radically different than any military vehicle ever made that's so I'm, cool yeah I'm so, i need a test drive in one who anybody listening to our podcast out there any of our military folks if, if uh, you can get me set up with a test drive shoot me an email let me know there's a heart uh, you you're gonna play hell finding anybody it, it'll take you up on that except <laughs> uh i've been told that i'm gonna have one pretty soon oh yeah. Well, Gail, you might have to give me a test drive in it. Uh, I'll run well, a shotgun. Don't worry. Yeah, this is, this is uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, of course, yeah. We'll track you yeah. down. Don't worry about it. Hey, okay, so one of the other things I, I wanted to talk about while we got you here today is that, that iDash pod and some of the data that we pulled from it. Um, and, and Chris and I went through some of the results. We talked about some of the highlights and some of the guys who had, had gone really far and the data looked good and some of the mm-hmm. surprises out there. Um, have you had a chance to look at the data? Did, did you have some I actually sat, sat with, with it? How, maybe six different teams to this morning <laughs> i sat down with them and and reviewed all the data some of them have remarkably good setups but i don't think there was one of them where i didn't point out an opportunity you know yeah. to make it better and that's what this instrumentation is all about it, it you know the the gauge is like 390 bucks or 380 bucks something sure. like that an internet price. I have replaced $80,000 data loggers. I mean, honest to God, I don't even use them anymore because this thing is so quick and easy to set up. If you pull the data out of it and we're, it, 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 it writes to a, to a .csv file. Yeah. Every mapping, charting, I mean, it's everything recognizes .csv. Right. Or you can play it back on the gauge. One of the guys actually was telling me, yeah, I, I, I'm not even going to, to mapping and charting. I, I'm playing back the run on the gauge, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that, instant, that instant playback, especially when you're in And you can stop the playback you while you're runs. doing it. You can yeah. stop the playback anywhere you want. And you say, oh, what's that? And then you, you can go a little back. You, 
it'll go in chunks. Right. Like a second at a time, forward a second, and you find find exactly, say, the peak uh, density output of the turbocharging system. Right. This is a development tool that we perfected over about 30 years that I decided to make a production version of it and share it out. That's and awesome. And that's what we're doing. We're sharing it out. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I had a chance to check it out. No, I was pretty impressed with it. And it's, it's something I've seen a few times now, and we've gotten a chance to get our mm -hmm. hands on it. We really like them. Uh, so, yeah, so it was, it was awesome to be able to see these guys in the pits, like you said, looking back through the charts or looking back through the pods and figuring it out. And, and they um, are. Here's one of the questions I had. So as we look at it and and we, we move away from looking at just boost, because boost is a part of the equation, right? I mean, that's what you've always said. Is, Very little of it. Right. Because there, boost doesn't even include ambient air pressure. Okay. Okay. So so yeah. as we move further and further into this number of, of what's the right number, mm -hmm. what kind of what kind of changes do you think we'll see in technology? How will this apply to what guys are going to do to their trucks next? Guys will... You can watch the density increase as you spool the turbos. Mm -hmm. You can watch the density gain across the intercooler. And what we're going to do tonight at the awards is actually, actually the top three for turbocharging, the top three for intercooling, and the top three for manifold air density, what we call MAD. Awesome. Boost air density is what is added by the turbos and the intercooling. And okay. We, we call that BAD. Sure. Boost sure. air density. Ambient air density is AAD or ADD. Well, everybody wants to add. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the question is, how much boost air density can you produce? And guys are finding, gee, I've got an intercooler, and it really didn't perform too well. And we then we go and, and we look at the, the temperature recovery and the pressure drop. Okay. Some guys had real cool pressure drop, around one pound uh, pressure drop. Some guys had five pounds of pressure drop. Wow. Yeah. You won't <laughs> read that on a boost gauge. Sure. But it's sure. there. So there's all kinds of stuff you can do that you could never do before yeah and and the data logging i mean the data logging the, the whole instrument and the readout and all the things it'll do and oh by the way you can have up to five different screens so and you can put up to eight readings on each screen anywhere from two to eight. Oh my god so you can just push one of the buttons and it goes through the screens right and so you could have 40 different readings and, you, and play them back <laughs> yeah. on, on the screens that you've got there. Or, you know, you can have a screen for developing uh, intercooling. You can have a screen for turbocharging. I mean, it's all over the map. The cool thing is tonight when I give the award, I'm going to tell the guy what percentage of his power came from the turbocharging. Okay. Now, everybody get, gets a, a percentage from the ambient air. Right. You add with your turbocharging and you add with your intercooling and you subtract with your air intake system. And we found a whole bunch of guys who are losing 8% of their density right off 
because they had hot underhood air being sucked into the ter- first really? turbo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so they had I think to earn that guys, back just to be even. Sure. And I think a so, lot of guys wouldn't consider that. That's not something that well, I would I'm tell you right now. After reviewing, after reviewing with these guys, we found three or four of them uh, that could improve that, and they're all going to do it. What's a solution for something like that? So let's say I cold, have that. Cold air, uh, cold ram air. You know, okay. it's. I first did it in 1959. I took the headlight out of a racer, a car I was running at Bonneville, and <laughs> put a uh, bell mouth where the headlight was and fed it right to my Rochester fuel injection on my small block Chevy. Okay, yeah. 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 And it worked bitching because it actually kind of supercharged, kind of made up. You know, the car ran close to 200, so it kind of made up with ram air the density I lost coming from L.A. to Bonneville. Gotcha. And the density here at Bonneville is very close to what we, we, we've been having here yeah. in Denver. So I've been running at low density for my entire <laughs> freaking lifetime, you know. But going, this event was like a lot like going to Bonneville yeah. because it's, guys are helping other guys fix their trucks so they can compete again. <laughs> that happens at Bonneville. Sure, sure. Even in the same class. That, so And that is something that, that a huge shout out to all the competitors we saw this weekend. Guys breaking and guys just immediately going to wrenching on it. And and it was also that they could make the sled pull today. Um, yes. Do you, see, yeah. now, do you guys see a lot of sled pulls out in California still? Or do you have Up to in the Central to Valley, you'll see them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of ag up there and, and guys are doing it. Um, we had some back and forth on the track. So we had the, the guys from Wisconsin who all they do is sled pull. They hate this track. It's terrible. It's, it's the worst track <laughs> they've ever seen, which is yeah. honestly – I love these guys, but that's what they tell me at every track I've ever been to with them, right? Um, <laughs> so they haven't found a good track yet. Yeah. Uh, but but then we do also, we, we have guys who, who are more from this area. They don't see a lot of sled pulling to them. It, it's all dirt. Um, yes. It, it, yes. It was one lane. It was a tight lane so that you couldn't you couldn't pick a new you path. Could, you couldn't Everybody ran the same, much. Yeah. the same wheels. Uh, what do you think of it? What do you think of the performance today? Uh, a lot of guys... Um, had independent front suspension on their trucks. Yep. All yeah. All the Duramaxes. Yeah. No yeah. solid axle and, swaps and, for them. You know, if I was going to sled pull one of those trucks, I'd put a Dana 70 in the front. Of it. <laughs> Honestly, I'd get rid of that. That, that uh, because that's popular. There, the there was a whole pull. lot yeah. of wheel gyrations on the front end. <laughs> uh, I was pretty scared so, for Billy Hartzell. He got done. <laughs> I was like, I think you need to just give it a quick once over. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're going to drive it home. <laughs> so, not the best track. Uh, kind of dry. Uh, has a hump in the middle, and, and then goes downhill. And and, and uh, you know, it's but it's okay. Every guy, every. Buddy got dealt the same cards, and and, th- and that's what and, I love and, about yeah. this. I, and I think that that could be said about all of diesel power chain. You can't prepare for it. You don't know what the track's going to look like that. Exactly. Year. You can't say, oh, there's going to be perfect clay, and it's going to be this beautiful, exactly what you would get at home, because that's not what any of the event is. There's no part of the event that that follows that path. And, and, it's new for everyone. Everybody, no, no weights. No weights on the no nose. Weight. There's That's no right. weight yeah. in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah. So, it's so like, it is. It, it's a driver event, and that, and that's what we love to see about it. Hey, I think we are coming up on setup over here where we're right. recording. Um, all right, Gail. I I love so much that you took the time to get on the show and talk to our listeners again. Any final thoughts for the guys at home? Well, I'm putting an awful lot up on uh, Banks Power YouTube. It's not commercial. Uh, I'm. Sharing out all kinds of 
stuff we're working on, what you can... I, there's a lot of new. That's, that's my thing. I'm a futurist. Sure. So we're always pushing the envelope. Well, the comparison uh, test, and I'll tell you, we've all been following. We love it. I got I got guys in the office buying diff covers for their for their trucks at home. I mean, it's, yeah, we've we've all been following. There, all there was one on in one of the trucks here. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The first yeah. one, he's changed it out from a competitor's diff cover. Yep. I, I think after he got here. <laughs> so we had a great conversation. So the bottom line, though, is turbocharging is my life. I don't care what fuel you're burning. Diesel really loves turbocharging. Sure. And, and, there's, <laughs> and I really love diesel. So we've been doing the diesel thing since 1978. And it involved putting turbos on engines that weren't turbos. That's right, before the factory. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you could buy a Banks turbocharged GMC 6.2 one year ahead of the Dodge Cummins. <laughs> we, GMC and Banks, had the first turbocharged diesel pickup trucks. You could go to an agency and buy them. Absolutely. So I've been at it a while. <laughs> yeah. And and all I, all, all I got to say is... Uh, that and, of course, our Banks Power Facebook, we're just putting up all kinds of tech information. If you're, if you're into improving what you're doing, that's what we're putting out there. Absolutely. Then you can choose intelligently the product you want to buy. So I just want guys to have the chops to make the decision properly. <laughs> and if the decision is my stuff, Wow. That's cool. But I'm not doing, I don't do hard sell video puff pieces. It's all facts. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Hey, we love it. We've been following the data. We love to see it. Thank you so much again for being on the show. All uh, right. Guys, we'll be following up with another piece right after this, uh, talking a little bit more about the award ceremony, and we'll be giving you some final results just as soon as we can. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Yeah. A whole slew of crew come from Ohio every year. Crew. Yeah, you yeah. like that? That was slick. <laughs>